Welcome back, everybody, to the OA News Overtime Podcast. I'm your former... Oh, my God, it's a blast from the past. It's Jordan Hill. Former host, Jordan Hill. It's an OA News Overtime reunion. A reunion, reunited, and it (laughs) feels so good for one side, probably. (laughs) I'm I'm here with my guys, Justin Lee and Adam Adam Cole. Cole. With the with the OA news, the new the new crew. Uh, we had Jordan. We, we we let Jordan bring back the the old intro. We got to get Sarah P on the phone, man. Bring back the original trio. Uh, deep cuts for longtime listeners. <laughs> and we're here standing. We're here sitting uh, in the stands in Sanford Stadium. They are. We're looking at. Uh, they're watering they're the watering. This is weird. There's Jordan. Can you explain? There's like a tarp situation. There's a tarp. And then there's water on top of the tarp. I don't understand. They're getting ready for Vanderbilt next week. Is all I know. <laughs> okay. Another home game before bye week. You're looking at a 42 to 10 win uh, for for Georgia as as Brian Harson's hot seat continues to boil. Um, I don't know, Jordan. Man, we haven't heard your voice in so long. You tell us what what was your kind of I don't know what's kind of your takeaways and maybe. Your value valuable outside perspective of maybe what's going on after Auburn at, at Auburn because we all know things are bad. You, you tell me, Coach. Uh, <laughs> the thing to me was that I felt like Auburn had missed opportunities today. Georgia's offense I thought was pretty lackluster to start the game. I think Auburn's defense did a pretty good job. And to me, look, I think at the end of the day, Georgia's going to win this game. I think they're more talented. I think they're more talented in all three phases. But I thought it swayed when Auburn faked that punt on oh, their yeah. own. They were on yes. their own 34. Georgia gets the ball on the Auburn 36. I mean, when you give good teams short fields, yes. it's more than more than likely going to bite you, and it did. Yes. And, and the game, to me, it really turned on that play and then another special teams play that benefited Georgia later on. Lab McConkey runs a punt 38 yards. I, I'd have to imagine Auburn fans just cannot stand Lab McConkey. Lab McConkey, what a name, though. Because he had a big, uh, I think a couple big receptions yeah. last year yeah. in that win. Uh, has a 38-yard punt return. I think it got Georgia to the Auburn 31, and from there they ran right down, and Branson Robinson got down to, I think, like the 8, and then Kenny McIntosh, and then Dejon Edwards. And from there, you know, it just kind of seemed like it was up to Georgia um, to, to keep things going, and Auburn was just trying to hang on for dear life. Dude, and, like, Georgia – okay, think about this. 42-10. to 10, Georgia didn't play that good, man. No, like, Stetson, Stetson they had they 25 – have, They should not have covered. He had, <laughs> Stetson had 25 yards for, for like, a, like, a lot of the game. Yes. Was so would, bad. Yes, I agree. Uh, and I don't know. And, and so, I don't know. It's just – I think it's an example of the, the gap that's going on right now. And when you look at – there's a talent deficiency. There's a huge gap in there. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, listen, man, fake punt, that's on the head coach. It didn't work. It wasn't even, clo- it wasn't even close. No. It's like four yards short. Um, and it comes. it's the second straight week where he did a trick play and it didn't work and all that. So it goes back to there's there's your, your failing grade for coaching as well. Um, so, I, Jordan, just from airplane view from far away, what do you think, you know, being a former Auburn beat writer here at the LA News, but you know, obviously, you've turned, you've joined uh, two four seven in Georgia. Some, it's some, great. Some people and, probably feel like the dark side. That's fair. <laughs> you can have your opinions. Yeah. That's okay. But you, you know, speaking all opinions, speaking all, uh, just outside looking in. I mean, what? It's over, right? It's a I mean, matter it's, of time. It's over. It's a matter of time. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if there's a change tomorrow, just based on. I wouldn't be surprised either. What we have seen, and, and what you guys, and you guys can obviously speak on this more than me, but like. 
this team is devoid of talent. Its coaching does nothing to help that. I mean, you know, you've got to you've got to put your guys in position to win. And we yeah. understand what happened. You know, the way this roster's turned over. But this coaching staff is doing nothing. And maybe you'll get a shot in the arm. I saw a tweet earlier, which I'm sure it won't stay this way, but a bunch of interim coaches won games today. Sure. And, and you know, maybe a shot in the arm of making a change that we all know is coming. Jordan, is, is this team any better than the one you left? Absolutely not. <laughs> the defense, it's the same garbage I mean, as the Houston game. It I mean, really is. I mean, I'm serious. I, I thought the defense played well. Sure. And then by the fourth quarter, they were just worn out. Sure. You know, yeah. I mean, you play a game like this. Adam, get in here. But then, I but feel the, like it's me and Lee. Yeah, yeah, but, but then they go for it, the throwback. But then Stetson Bennett's running down the field, right. and they can't catch him. I don't know. Well, and that was looking at that, it was crazy, too, because, like, I just went and, and hopped on sports reference, and I was trying to see, like, okay, was that, that is surely the longest run he's ever had, right? That that single run made for a career high in yeah. rushing yards. And it was just, like, it was funny, too, because Harson said after the game he felt like that's where it turned from, like, a close contest to a blowout. And, sure, I think there were a lot of things, the field position um, on both ends. Because you look at Auburn faced, um, I think, 17 third down attempts. Nine of them were from 10 yards or, or further out. And you can't, like, you can't, you can't do that. You, you're not going to have success if that happens. And so I think, you know, kind of piggybacking on everything, the field position was, was big with all that. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was just, like, missed opportunities, too. You know, it just it kind of slipped. And, again, it was – we have another night of Harson. I think he said it verbatim. Um, and, and, you know, he said it in context of other questions, of course, but he just straight up said that at certain points, like, he doesn't have the answers. Of course, he's going to go back and look and, and sure. all this stuff. But, like, you know, he's, he's straight up saying this right after games. It's like, you know, I, I wish I had the answer right now, but I don't. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a wonder of if he'll get a chance to try to find those answers. But he hasn't really seemed to be able to find them through however many weeks to this point. To his, to his credit, he at least, like, put some blame on himself this week, which he hadn't done to my satisfaction in the past. Um, as far as like, hey, I got to do this. I got to get this better. I got to fix this. You know, before when he's like, oh, the biggest challenge is outside noise. Boy, your biggest problem is Georgia. That's pretty evident today. Um, your biggest problem is being behind these other teams. Um, but today, you know, he said something else was his biggest problem. You know, as it turns out, he's just talking sometimes. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, it, in that way, you know, I, his post when we're we, we like to kind of analysis uh, analyze his post game press conferences because it's fresh on our mind when we do this podcast. And uh, yeah, in that way, he he put a lot. Of, I think he I think he turned page and and probably you know I can't read his mind. Probably made a conscious effort to shoulder a little bit more of the blame in this one because the messaging had been poorly received recently. One other just random thought that I had today, and I'm sure people have talked about this, you could tell this was Auburn's first road game of the year. Yeah. A lot of false starts. Yeah. A lot of penalties that, man, just shot shot them in the foot, and then they just couldn't overcome as far as extending drives, trying to sustain anything on offense. Dude, I posted it on Twitter, like, five false starts in the first half. You had, like, three in the first three series. Like, bro... Uh, people who are making the excuses and are like, oh, the cupboard was bare and all that. Dude, talent deficiency is not a part of that. Execution, the the player's execution is not a part of that. All it is, the play hasn't started yet. No. It's preparation and being prepared for that and being disciplined. And they weren't. And that's ultimately as we eulogize Brian Harson, whether that be – in 24 hours or 24 days or whatever. It's, the, it's just the, you know, the, the surprise we're all waiting on. Yeah, but the, the, it's like the empty promise of like, oh, we're going to be tougher. 
they weren't tougher today. They got pushed all the way around the field. It was embarrassing. And they were going to be more disciplined. They weren't more disciplined. They had more penalties. Um, so ultimately, uh, I think about <laughs> office space. That's what I had that thought today, which I think what you is, guys have brought it up. What is it exactly that you do here? Because, I mean, they're paying him a lot of millions of dollars to be this tough guy all about no nonsense and stuff, and they're still an undisciplined team. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's the least at this point. You, we all know what this roster is. The least you can expect is for them to play clean football. You sure. To have, again, you know, I know Robbie Ashford's a, a young guy. Him take off on a run and, you know, ball hit his, his leg. It wasn't like a Georgia player made a play on the ball. You know, fumbles and, and ends what at that point was Auburn's most promising drive on offense. I mean, it's just it's it's not clean football. It's undisciplined, and that's right. why Auburn is in the position it's in. Right, and he said he'd be good at these things, and Auburn's not good at the things that he said he'd be good at. So it's like, well, and you know what happens with coaches who don't fulfill promises? <laughs> they update their their resume. Yeah. They go on Monster or whatever, you know. Go, look, <laughs> go to the search firm. Uh, yeah, update the LinkedIn and see what's out there. There's a whole lot of unknowns with it. Obviously, there's still an athletic director search going on. You know, obviously, do you want to try to? Do you want the interim coach to have to uh, interim uh, athletic director? <laughs> look at me getting my head of myself, Adam. Uh, <laughs> do you want the interim AD? To have to uh, make that move, do you? Would you like for the new AD to be here in time? What's the timetable? A lot of unknowns. Um, you know, obviously we we do as much digging as we can, but you know, only three or four people are in that room, and a lot of times they're not talking. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens once once people start wanting to talk. But uh, but for right now, that's there's that's kind of the unknowns. But and 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 in this world of college football, right? Jordan is it's new, and and all these coaches getting fired so early. Because, I mean, before we've seen Lame Duck, Tuberville, and Gene Chiswick finish the season. It's like, oh, wait till after the Alabama game. And, and now that seems so weird to me. <laughs> and at the time, that was normal. Now I think times have changed. Yeah, I mean, and I think, too, like, I mean, you could argue the pluses and minuses. But look at, like, a job like Nebraska. Yeah. I think you can say maybe not necessarily comparable to Auburn, but, like, you could make the argument, oh, this job's better. Well, you know, maybe. I mean, so if sure. there are guys that you're interested in, it's, it's fully possible that they might be in. You know, look at a guy like Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops sure. is a guy that people talked about as potentially being a Nebraska option. If you wait, if you really want Mark Stoops, right. the powers that be that are going to make this decision, yeah. if you wait another – you know, month, two months, two months and a half or whatever, there's a, a possibility that he comes off the table. And, yeah. and if you know, again, he's going to get fired. I feel very comfortable saying Brian Marsh sure. is going to get fired. Yeah, absolutely. Why, All three why, of us why, why wait? Yeah. I think, like, you know, the, the one that I go back to is, is USC and Lincoln Riley. And you look at, you know, them firing, um, oh, gosh. Clay Helton. Clay Helton, yeah, at Georgia Former State. Auburn quarterback. There you go. Um, but Everything goes back on. <laughs> everything, everything. But you just you look at the fact that they had fired him so early in the season, and uh, you know I haven't read any sort of damning expose that, that goes into the search of, of Lincoln Riley. But I have no doubt in my mind that if they hadn't fired Clay Helton in the middle of the season, like they would not have gotten Lincoln Riley. And the only thing that you are doing by by putting off this decision on Harson is wasting time on not getting ahead on whoever your next coach is going to be. Um, and, you know, there are already plenty of names that, that people want to throw out there, whether that's Lane Kiffin or Hugh Freeze or Deion Sanders. Um, you know, the likelihood of any of those guys, I'm not sure. But if you wait until after the Iron Bowl, I don't think you have a shot at any of them. Um, and all of a sudden you've got a first-year coordinator who, you know, coordinator to head coach who probably, you know, 
that maybe has some Auburn tie here, and, and that's not a bad thing, but I would imagine that with where things have been, you want a guy who can get it in place right away, and, and that's you're going to be hard-pressed with that, you know, going after a coordinator right off the bat. Jordan, if I can hold you for like 90 more seconds. Yes. Uh, I What I wrote today uh, as far as, you know, how – who would want to come to Auburn, right? Because that's what what's put one of the lines for the people like, oh, Auburn fans don't support Harson, and and who, what coach would want to come here to this, right? Plenty. Yes. Who would want to come get millions of dollars at a top fifteen program, right? And I think, and I think there's it's the column I wrote, and I think maybe there's a little bit of a blind spot for Auburn fans who grew up knowing Auburn, loving Auburn. What you get, what you got there, is uncommon. It really is. Think about and, and and when we think about where Auburn ranks in, in all these programs, what do you think those OU crowds are going to be like after they got blown out by Texas? Yeah. It's, gonna be, it's, gonna, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be like Auburn and LSU. And I think about and I want your perspective being neutral and being not even to the point of not even on the beat anymore. Um, but you know, me with that LSU game, me and Adam went out. You know, in the press box, we can go down and go on the ramp. Yeah. And we went out there because hey man, Adam hasn't seen that environment that often. At, at Auburn, that's any LSU game, right? But, you know, Adam went to school in, in, in Missouri, and, he's, and, and, you know, he's familiar with Kansas, who's just now having, like, they're, see, so, so, like, they're selling out the stadium, and it's like, oh, my God, it's, the fir- it's like, rare. Like, right. the cheap seats are there for these incredible once-in-a-blue-moon occasions, right? Right. Like, that's why the cheap seats are there. Right. At, at places like Auburn, and obviously Georgia is there, the cheap seats are the standard. Like, you expect those to be pretty much be filled for all the big SEC games, but that's a little – that's rarer than I think some Auburn folks realize, I would say. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, it's Auburn, Georgia it's, – it's Auburn and it's SEC peers – a few other places, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State. That might be it. Nebraska is one of them. Nebraska. Sure. I know the sellout streak. I think that streak. I think it floundered during the Frost era, but like that, they are so sure. fervent up there. Like it's, sure. it's nuts. Sure. Nebraska football is is the sports front of but the it, World Herald most days. But but, it's, but you go any further west, right? And it's like Bo Nix is it's such an anomaly. Bo's gonna be playing in half empty Stanford you, Stadium. UCLA is undefeated, and they have like nobody. Right. right. That's just how it is, man. Right. Bo's gonna be playing in half empty stadiums all year and and my thing with all of this you know I know a lot of Auburn fans are mad like there's kind of factions of being like well don't say this don't say that look I'll compare it to when Georgia fired Mark Rick there was a lot of people that were like we're doing ourselves in Mm -hmm. you know we are our own worst enemy you just trust that your the people making the decisions can go get a coach and you know in Georgia's Georgia's credit the you know uh, Greg McGarrity who was the AD at the time they went and got Kirby Smart worked no. out, and no. uh, that's sort of my thought with Auburn. I don't think that this would is going to turn people off. Um, you know, I think that the results speak for themselves, and that people are going to see. This was a point, Justin, that you made while I worked with you covering Auburn. About once a decade, Auburn has a legitimate shot at winning a national championship, right. and you can count even with the playoff expanding. Uh-huh. There are very few programs that legitimately can make that claim, and I and you know we you, you guys I'm sure have talked about it. Yeah. Playoff expanding is only going to help Auburn's chances to do right. that. I think people are going to see that that job's attractive. I think all this stuff, you know, every coach who is made who is hired and comes into a program, they expect to win. You right. know, I mean, they're not going to say, "Well, I might have to deal with this." Well, heck no, I'm not going to go, you know, you know, uh, six and seven in my first year and then struggle out of the gates my second year because we're going to win. Right. That's sort of the attitude. I think plenty, uh, plenty of people are going to see this job as, as being attractive and, and understanding that if they get there, they got a chance to chase championships. Yeah, to clarify what you're saying, like I, I always say, 1983, 1993, 
2004, Auburn had a puncher's chance to win the national championship. Didn't do it. Had a, had a shot. If, if things had gone a little bit different in each of those years, it ramped up. 2010, 2013, 2017 had a chance if things had gone a little bit different. You had a little, you're a little more lucky. Uh, and now with 12 teams in the playoffs, you know, hey, you're stuck in a rock and a hard place between Alabama and Georgia. I get it. Like, they're number one and number two, and that's, well, well, we'll see Alabama's on the ropes as we speak with oh. Texas A&M. But they're the top two programs in the country. Your top two rivals are the best. And, you know, if you're Auburn, that eats at you. And, yeah, okay, who, would a coach want to come here to go between a rock and a hard place? But the thing is, being third best between those three programs, you can still be in the top 12 with and, this playoff expanding. things change, as Pat Dice said. What does it take to beat Alabama? How long is it going to take? 60 minutes. 60 minutes, brother. All right, let's get out of here. Jordan, man, thanks for joining us. Anytime. My man, former Opelika Auburn News writer and a newly engaged yes, man. Yes, sir. We're fired up. She said yes on Friday. Give give Jordan a shout out on social media. If Appreciate you like. that. Lee. And uh, other than that, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys. Thanks for listening to uh, OE News Overtime Reunion Special. Reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs>